everybody. Welcome back to the About That podcast. My name is Chantel Millen and I am your host. This is a place where we talk about Christ, crafts, marriage, and other stuff that comes up in life. Um, Today's About That is experience and obedience. Specifically, allowing our experience to not supersede our obedience or allowing our obedience to supersede our experience. So quick story, Um, my oldest son, he's four now, when I was pregnant with him, we were headed to the doctor's office for just a routine appointment. While we were in that appointment, the doctor said, you're having a baby today. (laughs) I said, okay. So we go, you know, to the hospital room, do all the things to get prepared. Um, and they start my labor, they give me Pitocin, you know, to get things started. And so as I'm laboring, we can see on the monitors, um, because I had an epidural, right? Listen, yes, (laughs) that was my only birth plan needed an epidural. So, um, because I had the epidural, I wasn't, I didn't feel anything. Right. Um, but we could see on the monitor that every time I would have a contraction, um, my son's heart rate would drop. And so after doing that multiple times, the doctor came in and she says, listen, we kind of have two choices. Um, We can either continue to labor and just keep an eye on his heart rate. But if things get to, you know, get to a state that we're not comfortable with or a dangerous state for him or for you, we may have to do an emergency C-section. She said, or we could just go ahead and decide to do the C-section now and it not necessarily be an emergency, but it allows us to kind of take our time, you know, to, to get things done. And so, um, you know, obviously like I'm weighing all of my options and I also had kind of ringing in my ear other people's experiences with C-sections, most of which were not pleasant. Most people who shared their stories were talking about how horrible the the healing was, that it was longer, um, that they had negative experiences with the epidural or with the spinal, um, you know, the the incision and and the scar from the incision and and the work it takes to, you know, get your muscles back to where they need to be and, um, you know, caring for your child after having, you know, a major surgery, just, you know, (laughs) every horror story or negative thing that, that, that could be said, I probably heard it anytime I brought up the possibility of a C-section. And so as all of that is ringing in my ear, the other thing that was in my ear was the fact that way before getting to this point, me and the Lord had already had a conversation. And my main thing was, I just want my boy to be here safe right? Whatever needs to be done, C-section, natural, whatever. I just want my boy to be safe and healthy. And so if a C-section is what's necessary for that, then that's what we do, right? And the Lord gave me deep peace about that and, you know, reassured me that everything was going to be fine. And so when the doctor brought up these choices, um, even though everybody's experience was in my head, I was already at peace with C-section it is, right? It doesn't have to be emergent. We can take our time and we can go into it now. 
before things become an emergency and I'll deal with, you know, the healing process and all of that later. And so, um, it actually ended up being really smooth for me, thankfully. And my little guy got here safe and, and really healthy. (laughs) Um, and so as I'm, as I thought about that, right, or as I'm thinking about that, I thought about the fact that we are oftentimes faced with decisions that we have to make. And sometimes those, those decisions are, do I obey what the Lord is saying to me or do I go according to what I've experienced or what other people have shared as their experience. And sometimes that decision can be easy, right? When it's not real sacrificial, (laughs) when it ain't, when it ain't a real tough decision, right? When it's, it's pretty simple, you know, doesn't really affect me to be obedient to the Lord in this. Um, no problem. But when it is a little bit sacrificial, right? Especially when it goes against what we've previously experienced, right? If, if I have, um, gone to a friend or a family member and I've attempted to have a conversation so that we can reconcile and, and get things back, you know, together. And perhaps that conversation didn't go well. And so now six months later, the Lord is saying, you need to go have that conversation again. Right. Then all of a sudden obedience now seems a little harder because our thought is, but Lord, I've already tried this and it did not go well. (laughs) And so judging by that experience, I do not want to go do that again. Then we have to decide, am I going to obey the word of the Lord or am I going to allow my experience to supersede what he's saying to me? Right. And so we find a similar issue in Jeremiah 42. Um, If you look at Jeremiah 42, this is after Babylonian exile, um, you know, they've come out of exile. They have, um, come into Judah and the people of Israel, it seems are in a real submissive place. The way it reads is like the people of Israel are finally perhaps in this place of like obeying the Lord finally. Right. So they go to Jeremiah and they tell Jeremiah, we need you to go and pray to God and ask him what he wants us to do. If he wants us to stay or if he wants us to go is the question that they're, they're needing an answer to. And so they say to him, whatever, whatever the Lord says, we're going to do it. If it's favorable or if it's unfavorable. And if we don't, he can, yo, you, he can hold us accountable. Right. If we don't do what he tells us to do, he can hold us accountable. So Jeremiah is like, all right, if that's what you want. Right. So Jeremiah's like, I'm going to go pray. And whatever the Lord shares, I'm going to share all of it with you. And so he goes to pray. It says it takes him uh, takes several days before the Lord responds to Jeremiah. Right. Which is um, a good reminder for me. Just side note. (laughs) I know sometimes we pray and we're like, Lord, you, you're not talking fast enough. Like I need you to speed up, <laughs> but sometimes you need to wait, right? Just, just wait on the answer. It's coming in the meantime, just be still, right? Just wait. So anyway, uh, eventually Jeremiah gets a response. And so he brings together, uh, the people and he <laughs> lets them know, listen, this is what God said. You need to stay. 
you need to stay in Judah. Right? He says, I'm going to bless you here. I'm going to build you up here. Um, and then he says, also the Lord says, don't fear. Right? Don't fear Nebuchadnezzar. Um, I'm going to show compassion. I'm going to ensure that he shows compassion on you so you don't have to be afraid. Right? So in, in the answer that the Lord gave, he covered all the aspects. He said, listen, just stay here. I'm going to bless you. I know that you're afraid. I already know that. So let me tell you, it's going to be okay. And the reason they were afraid was because they had just killed the governor, right, of Babylon and fled. Or they killed the governor, right, and they got, so they are fearing there's going to be war. He is going to come after us because we have just, we have just killed the governor. And so the Lord already knew all of that. So he tells them, don't fear, stay here, right? Don't fear, stay here. But then he also says, because again, the Lord knows all, (laughs) he knows us. And so he's like, since I'm at it, let me also say that if you decide to leave, the famine that you are running from, it's going to find you in Egypt. The war that you're running from, it's going to find you in Egypt, right? If you decide to disobey and go to Egypt anyway, everything that you're fearing, it's going to find you, right? So you can imagine their shock, right? Because they're like, what? God told us to stay. Like, what is happening? And so what I, I then realized as I'm reading, right, is that back in, uh, I believe it's chapter 24 of Jeremiah. This is pre-exile, right? They're getting ready to go into exile. And the word that they receive is to go right? Go in. When they come to get you, you need to go into exile. You need to go with the Babylonians into exile. And if you stay, it's going to be problematic. Jeremiah 24, the word of the Lord that they receive is to go. And if they stay, it's going to be problematic, right? But now they're being told to stay. And if you go, it's going to be problematic. So for them, they have not, they've now experienced two different situations with being told two different things and to stay feels like a threat to their life. But yet that's what God is saying. So after he gets, they, he gets done, Jeremiah gets done with prophecy, the people call Jeremiah a liar. They say, you, you lying. God didn't say that. He did not. After the whole, you know, we're going to we're going to do whatever he tells us to do whether it's favorable or unfavorable blah 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 and if we don't you know he can hold us accountable and then when God says what he has to say all of it their response is nah <laughs> God ain't said that he did not say that he did not tell you to tell us to stay you're a liar why is that perhaps right perhaps it is because they probably had already decided we're leaving to go to Egypt because again, we're afraid of famine. We're afraid of war. Like we're not staying here. We're leaving. So let's ask God if what he wants, because really what we want, what we want him to do is to okay the plan that we've already created. And now listen, I don't know about you. I know me. (laughs) There have been times in my life where Yes, I've asked the Lord, what do you want me to do? 
But really, I have already created a plan. <laughs> I already got step one through 12. And I just really want you to okay this because I already know how I want to work it out. And so I'm not really asking you because I want your instruction. I'm asking you because I don't want to feel guilty when I do the wrong thing or I want you to okay this so that it has your blessing um, because it's the plan that I want to happen, right? And so after all of that proclamation and declaration by the Israelites, end of the day, they were like, nope, not going to do that. We're going to Egypt. And that's what they did. They ended up going to Egypt and it did not go well. And so after all of that, um, after reading all of that, I guess really the message for the day is two things. One, God's character does not change, but his methods and ways of dealing with us can and, and often do. His character will never change, but how he deals with us, um, the methods that he used to deal with us are most certainly subject to change, right? The other thing is we have to ensure that regardless of the experiences that we've had, now listen, don't hear what I'm not saying. Your experiences have value. Um, they most certainly, hopefully have given you wisdom. Um, and, and you know, our, our testimonies in and of themselves is, is a um, collection of experiences and they, they have importance, they have value, they have weight, they, they are necessary, right? So don't hear that. However, what I do want you to hear is under no circumstance should your experience or the experience of someone else supersede what God is saying, period. Under no circumstance should your experience or the experience of someone else supersede what God is saying? Most of these people here in Jeremiah likely don't even remember a life in Egypt, right? Because this is after like the wilderness. This is after generations have died, all the things. But they've heard the stories. They've heard the experiences of, of other people, right? Passed down generation through generation. So they heard all the stuff, you know, Yes, Egypt might have been hard, but at least we were provided for there. At least we had food there, et cetera, et cetera. So even though they didn't have their own experiences, perhaps, um, of, of living in Egypt, they had the experiences of other people passed down to them, right? And then the experience of Jeremiah 24. And so again, I know I've said it multiple times. But I'm saying it because it matters. Never should we ever allow our experience to supersede obeying the word of the Lord. Period. Right? In the coming days, in the coming weeks or, or whatever, um, I, I, I feel like many of us are going to come into situations where that is going to be the case. My experience has been this. And now the Lord is telling me to do this. And my experience was not good. It was not happy. It was not, it was not a good experience. 
And so there may be some fear there. Like, Lord, what you're asking me to do, <laughs> like, is I'm a little fearful because my, the last time it did not go well. And I am encouraging you to just be obedient. The God that we love, the God that we serve, loves us so much. He's always looking out for us. He's always looking out for our best interests. Um, anything that he asks us to do or leads us to do is always in our best interest. Is it sometimes sacrificial? Sure. Is it sometimes difficult? Sure. Um, but when we're weak, he's strong, right? We're never doing it alone. He's always with us. And if we are listening, he's giving instruction and direction, right? And we're always to be leaning on him. So just be obedient. That's it. That's all I got. I, I pray again, as I always do, um, that, that this was a blessing to you. I will tell you that after all of the stories I heard about C-sections and all the things that after I had my sweet boy and we got home, um, my experience with healing from the C-section was not nearly as bad as other people had told me it would be. I was up and walking, you know, very shortly after having him because he was in the NICU. And so I was up and, and walking down the hall slowly, but I was, you know, I was walking, um, you know, getting out of bed, you know, doing the things that I needed to do. I just, I don't recall very many days of, of being in pain. Um, I healed very quickly. Again, I was mobile, you know, very quickly. And honestly, the healing process just wasn't nearly as bad as people had told me it would be. Um, and I believe that to be the grace of the Lord. Um, so much so that when I had my second baby boy, you know, we needed to do it again. And I was able to go into that with no fear. Um, because, you know, I trusted the Lord in that. Um, the first time and so we trusted him in it, in it the second time and so again just know experiences have value they're important um, but obedience is more important so comment like subscribe do all the the social media things um, don't forget to go check us out on our new website woohoo uh .com. just uploaded some new content there a couple days ago uh, some date night ideas, which are pretty cool and some resources to go with that. So go check it out. Um, go like us on all the platforms, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the places. Anyway, until next time, I look forward to hearing from you. Comment, let me know, um, share some of your experiences, share, um, some situations where perhaps, um, you know, obedience was necessary and, and how the Lord worked through that. I just look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, this is about that. And that's a wrap. Have a good one.